The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Also brought to you by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use the promo code SGP to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at the Soccer Gambling Podcast Twitter account. That's at SGP Soccer, at SGP Soccer. To get my additional content, my website is lockbetting.com. That's lockbetting.com, where I haven't had a single losing month since I started the service. So for over eight years and five months, I haven't had a single losing month. I have 101 months of transparent track profit. If you want to see the PL for the 100th month, which was last month, the month of September, go to that Twitter account I mentioned, at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. And look at the pinned tweet. You can bring up the spreadsheet for the 100th month where we delivered 41 units in profit, £4,100. That's good for over $5,500. And we are on our way to a strong month, having a strong finish to the month, going 5-0 and with the NBA on Wednesday and last night landing a one-unit play on the Green Bay Packers in the NFL, looking to finish the month strong. However, if I was you, I would wait until the 1st of November. I use Patreon because Patreon allows me to be completely transparent as I just advertised. I am legitimately up for 101 months in a row. I have 101 months of consecutive profit. I haven't had a single losing month in that time. But the drawback of that and the drawback of being able to prove that means I have to use a site like Patreon, which is like a mini social media where everybody can comment underneath the post. Therefore, if there was any kind of mistake or discrepancy, if I had missed out a bet, if I had put odds that were too good, if I had um, adjusted my P&L in any way, my clients would pick up on it and they would comment on the comment section. That doesn't happen because these 101 months of profit are legitimate. However, the problem with Patreon is, is they bill you as soon as you sign up. We have different kinds of content creators on there. Some people are making music, some people are writing stuff, some people are involved in pornography. And obviously that content doesn't really age. So if you sign up on the 27th or the 28th of October and you're looking at some girl's porn, 
it doesn't make any difference uh, for for time wise for time purposes. So you can go and look at that, and then you'll get billed again on the first of the month. With gambling content, obviously there's a time frame. If you're looking at picks that took place on the fifteenth of October or the sixteenth of October, they are passe. They don't mean anything to you anymore. So there's no point being charged for them. As much as it may be fun to go and have a look at and see what kind of month we've had, you're not going to really get any benefits from that. So the best thing to do is to sign up now on November the 1st to be a part of that 102nd month. I was talking on my NFL show, which I do over on the Dirty Sheets podcast. That's where I cover the NFL. And I was talking about having some kind of uh, NFL package, a one-day package for NFL or a weekend package for soccer. I will be introducing that this weekend. So if you're interested in that, just hit me up with a DM. That's at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. And I'll quote you something for, um, for those plays for the weekend for soccer or for the NFL or just for everything so you don't have to sign up for a package and be billed for the entire month but you can get my plays this weekend by shooting me a DM at SGP Soccer. For those of you who are looking for a post-mortem on the Manchester United game which I had to suffer through last weekend I am going to now do that on a separate podcast. This does not mean that the Manchester United podcast that I've been asking to do, or I've been asking you guys about, is 100% going ahead on a separate feed. But we are going to sample what the interest is in hearing specifically about Manchester United this week. So we are going to have the EPL show here, and we are going to have no Manchester United talk whatsoever. That means we won't even be covering the Tottenham-Manchester United game here on the show. We'll be doing it on a separate podcast. So we will be doing a Manchester United exclusive podcast where I'll be looking back at the game. I'll also be looking at the next manager to go market, the next manager to possibly manage Manchester United. The market is available for that. And I'll be looking at this Tottenham Manchester United game and looking at this dilemma of if I actually want my team to bounce back and win this game and keep Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in the job or whether I just want this done and dusted, take the L this weekend and that will surely guarantee his exit from the club. I mean, 5-0 at home to Liverpool should have guaranteed it anyway, but... That hasn't been the case. This week, Man United have stuck with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and it looks like he's getting three more games. Unless, of course, this weekend is a disaster. I'll be there at the game between Tottenham and Man United on Saturday. I'll be in attendance and I'm genuinely torn about what I want to happen. But I'll talk more about this on that Man United bonus podcast, which will be available separately. So once again, there'll be no coverage here of Tottenham versus Manchester United. There'll be no post-mortem from the Manchester United-Liverpool game. It's all going to be on a separate show as we see what the interest is, what the numbers are going to be for an actual Manchester United uh, exclusive podcast before we commit to any kind of separate feed and and long-term investment in this project. So moving on with the EPL games we are going to cover, which is the other nine, we'll begin on Saturday. This is a 12.30 kickoff. This is 7.30 a.m. Eastern time in the U.S., where Leicester will be hosting Arsenal. Leicester are the 11-8 favourites to win this game. It's 5-2 on the draw, and it's 15-8 here on Arsenal. Leicester 
were expected to be in and around the top four, but they didn't make a great start to the season. Now, obviously, the win against Manchester United set forth a big bounce back here from Leicester. And Arsenal, they've been in bounce back mode since the first three games of the season where they started with three losses and Mikel Arteta's job was on the line when Arsenal were at home to Norwich. But they have found some form since then and both of these two teams do now sit in the top half of the league table. My play for this game is going to be for both teams to score. Both teams have scored in 10 of Leicester's last 13 games in all competitions. Four of Leicester's last 10 games have actually ended 2-2, with three of those coming at home. So that's a very interesting stat, that 40% of their last 10 games have ended 2-2. And that singly is available at 16-1. to So that's a big price on a 2-2 draw, which I could easily see being the score. Jamie Vardy let me down in fantasy last weekend, but he has scored eight goals in his last eight appearances against Arsenal. This is a team he loves playing against and scoring against. No team has had more Premier League games with over three and a half goals this season than Arsenal. And four of Leicester's last five games have also featured over three and a half goals. So this should be a game that does have goals based on the statistical data. And I'm going to go for both teams to score here. It's currently available at four to six minus 150 in this game. And I think that's the best play to take here on Saturday morning. Moving on to the three o'clock kickoffs, we begin with Burnley versus Brentford, where Burnley are available here eight to five to win this game. It's eleven to five on the draw, and it's two to one here on Brentford. I don't see Brentford as an underdog here, and I see Burnley as very, very strong contenders to go down this season. They've managed to survive. Many, many times in the past, despite not having a very good side that you would say would be um, equipped equipped to, to manage themselves in the Premier League. But Sean Dyche, the manager, manages to get much more out of these players than he's entitled to. But this season, I feel like they may come unstuck. And this is the type of game where I think they'll struggle. Brentford are a better team. They play a better brand of football. They have better personnel. And they are very good away from home, where they are a beat where they are unbeaten this season in the Premier League and have won their last three away from home. Burnley have failed to score in their last two Premier League home games, and Burnley have just won one of their twelve competitive games so far this season. So this is a team that really are struggling. If you look a little bit further back, they have gone fourteen Premier League games without a home win. And Burnley's last three Premier League home games have all stayed under two and a half goals. So I think this is going to be another tight cagey game. But I think Brentford have more quality and play a better brand of football. And they'll be able to find the winner in this game. I'm going to take Brentford as a pick here. That one is available at the underdog price of evens. I don't see Burnley as a favourite here in this game. So I like the fact that you're getting uh, Brentford at plus money to, to win this on the pick market. And obviously if this draws, it pushes... Definitely the possibility that this could be a draw, a low scoring draw, but I just think Brentford have more quality and I feel like with a player like Ivan Tony, he can guide them to a victory here by producing the moment of magic that breaks this game open with Brentford taking the point. So Brentford as a pick at even money will be my pick here for this game. Up next, we have Liverpool at home to Brighton, where Liverpool are the 2-9 favourites to win it. It's 6-1 to one here on the draw. And it's 11 to 1 here on Brighton. Very difficult to pick a game like this because um, 
Liverpool are very, very short favourites and Brighton have had a pretty decent start to the season. I know they got exposed last week by Manchester City. That was one of your two locks last week. Um, because of the hashtag respect soccer, you guys were given a bonus show, a European show, which is usually exclusive to lockbetting.com and... You were given two locks on the EPL show and they both landed. The lot record this year on the EPL is ridiculous. It's 11-1 and so far this season. We haven't lost a lock since week two, since match day two. So we are very, very strong at the moment. And last week's lock was Manchester City minus one because I saw that game playing out exactly as it did. It was a stylistic matchup where Brighton and Manchester City play the same style of play, but Manchester City have 11 better players. And I think we could see a similar situation in this one. I don't want to lay a handicap here though. I want to take my money once Liverpool score three goals in this game. So I'm going to go for Liverpool over two and a half team goals, which is a plus money play here at six to five. The data definitely supports it. Not only did Liverpool score five last week, but Liverpool have scored three or more goals in 10 of their 14 games so far this season. They have scored exactly three goals in seven of those outings. And this Brighton side are without a win in five games now and have conceded four to Manchester City last weekend. In addition to that, Liverpool have kept four clean sheets in their last six Premier League games. So if you're looking at something different, Liverpool to nil may appeal. And uh, Liverpool coming into this having won their last two Premier League matches, including the 5-0 against Man United. So I'm going to go for Liverpool over two and a half team goals here, as I think this could be a similar game to what we saw last weekend against Manchester City. They like to play a certain brand of football. Liverpool play a similar brand of football as well. And Liverpool, like Manchester City are simply just better than Brighton. They don't have the personnel to compete here. And I think we could be seeing Liverpool putting a few goals in the back of the Brighton net here at Anfield on Saturday. Up next, we move on to the team that landed our lock last week, Manchester City. They're at home to Crystal Palace, where Man City are the 1-7 to favourites to win this game. It's 15-2 to on the draw, and it's 20-1 to here on Crystal Palace. 20-1 to 1 is pretty big in a two-horse race, but I just cannot make a case for Crystal Palace getting anything out of this game. This is Patrick Vieira's return to Manchester City, uh, a club that he was involved with, and he did very well when he returned to another former club, Arsenal, but I don't think he's going to do as well here. Man City have won four of their last five Premier League home matches and haven't conceded a single goal in the process. They haven't conceded a single goal at home in the Premier League this season. Crystal Palace have already lost 3-0 away to Liverpool and to Chelsea this season so they are not competing with the top sides here in this league they just there's just a massive goal from class here that Palace aren't able to make up and all three of the Eagles losses this season have been to nil and they've all come away from home Manchester City have won six of their last eight Premier League matches overall and Crystal Palace's last four Premier League away games have all actually produced over two and a half goals so you could see Manchester City running up the score here, uh, but I'm going to go from Manchester City and a clean sheet. This is a bit of a look-ahead spot because I think Man City will want to get their business done in the Champions League as well. They have Club Bruges up ahead, and then, of course, um, they have a game against Paris Saint-Germain this month as well. Those two teams are competing for the group, and winning the group is important because it does give you a group runner-up in the last 16, and I still think the club's owners here will be prioritising the Champions League over the league. 
Manchester City supporters prefer the league, though I think they would like to win another Premier League title. And um, I think they're going to battle on both fronts. It's very difficult to see Manchester City not. And they're doing all of this without a striker. They're doing this despite um, not signing Harry Kane in the summer or signing Cristiano Ronaldo or signing any kind of number nine. They're playing a very different brand of football to people. What's interesting, I mean, probably not interesting to you, but what's interesting to, to me and my son is that we've gone to see Man City three times this season and they haven't scored a single goal. We saw them play in the Community Shield, we saw them play away to Tottenham and we saw them play in midweek against West Ham. And so far, we haven't seen Manchester City put the ball in the net. So there is a way to sit back and contain this team. I'm not sure if Crystal Palace are the team to do it. And earlier on in the season, we didn't even see Chelsea do it. We saw Chelsea dominated by Manchester City and lose one goal to nil. But somewhere along the line, you feel like they will come up against the team in the Champions League that will be able to frustrate them, much like West Ham did in midweek, much like um, Le- Leicester did in the Community Shield, much like Tottenham did. And the game I didn't go to was Southampton at Manchester City, where Southampton held them to a nil-nil draw. So Crystal Palace will be looking at those games and will be implementing a, a low block here, no doubt about it, trying to contain this Manchester City team. But I think inevitably they do break through. I'm not sure that over two and a half goals trend uh, continues here for Palace away games because I do think it will take Manchester City some time to break through and it wouldn't surprise me to see them win the game 2-0. It wouldn't surprise me to see them get the third and win that game 3-0 either but I don't think it's going to get embarrassing. I don't think it's going to be 4-5-6 and six, uh, but I also don't think Crystal Palace will score. So Manchester City to nil will be the play here. That's at 5-6 minus 120 here for this one. Up next, we got Newcastle at home to Chelsea, where Newcastle are available at 15 to 2. It's 4 to 1 on the draw, and it's 1 to 3 on Chelsea. This is another difficult game here to pick because Chelsea, again, are a very short favourite who should win this game. But I'm going to stick my neck out and go for over two and a half goals. Now, that's risky in Chelsea games because they are notoriously very good defensively. And perhaps they could just score the three goals themselves because this Newcastle defence is very, very poor. But... You could make a case for Newcastle scoring in this game. Both teams have scored in eight of Newcastle's nine Premier League games so far this season. Chelsea have won seven of their nine league outings so far and sit top of the league. Interestingly, Chelsea's wing-backs have scored six league goals between them this season. So you may want to be looking at your Reese James's or your, your Chilwells, Chilwells or Alonso's. It's, it's really a rotation process with Tuchel with that left wing-back position. But they are racking up the fantasy points with these goals. There have been over three and a half goals in four of Newcastle's nine Premier League matches this season and Chelsea have won their last three Premier League games coming into this. As I said, they sit top of the table. I see nothing changing here. Hopefully we get some goals so we cash our play and we're going to go for over two and a half goals, which is available at seven to ten here. Best price for this game. Up next, we look at... um, what could be a relegation battle. We'll see what happens at the end of the season between Watford and Southampton. Watford are actually the two to one underdogs here. It's 12 to five on the draw. It's 13 to 10 on Southampton. 
Interesting Watford are underdogs here off the back of them smashing Everton 5-2 last weekend. This is their chance to come home and get something. Their home opener under Claudio Ranieri was very poor. They were destroyed by Liverpool. They'll be looking for a more positive result here. And I like them on the double chance market to at the very least avoid a defeat. That's available at 4-6 minus 150. This is a Southampton team who are favourites here. Despite the fact they have won just two of their 12 competitive games all season. Seven of those games have actually ended in draws after 90 minutes and that includes three games that finished in 2-2 draws. Watford have only lost two of their last six league matches with Southampton. Both teams have scored in seven of the last eight Premier League matches between the teams and no team has had more Premier League games with over three and a half goals than Southampton so far this season. So this could be an interesting game that, that does see some goals, um, but I'm going to go for Watford to get something in this game. They scored five goals last weekend. Josh King looked really, really good, like he had a point to make. Maybe he made that point against Everton, who are a team that didn't want to sign him. But um, I still think that this is a player who's in form. I think Claudio Ranieri now does have the players on side, despite that defeat. And uh, I think they'll be very disappointed to beat Everton away from home and come here and lose back-to-back home games here against the Southampton team, who really aren't doing that well this season. So it's surprising for me to see them here as such a significant favourite. So Watford on the double chance market here for me, that one is available at 4-6 minus 150. The 5.30 game is Tottenham versus Manchester United where Tottenham are the 2-1 underdogs here. It's 12-5 on the draw and it's 6-4 on Man United. As I said on the top of the show, we will be covering this game independently on the Man United podcast, which should be available by the time you're listening to this. So we're going to skip straight past that game. Not going to talk Man U here. Going to do all of that on the other show. We are going to talk about the Liverpool game. We are going to talk about who could be the next manager to go, when Solskjaer will go. We're going to look at the markets for who may come in. And we are going to look at this game from Tottenham Stadium this weekend, Tottenham versus Manchester United. With that said, we move on to Sunday and we look at this game here between Norwich and Leeds. Norwich here are available at 5 to 2. It's also 5 to 2 on the draw and it's 11 to 10 on Leeds. I automatically want to take any team that are plus money here against Norwich because they are one of the worst teams in Premier League history. But I also have a lean here on the under. I can see this being a low scoring game. Leeds themselves have had a pretty poor start to the season. They have won just two of their 12 competitive games this season, with both those victories actually coming at Ellen Road. Uh, Norwich have drawn two of their last three matches, and Leeds have played out five draws in all competitions so far this season. Norwich, though, have failed to score in any of their last four Premier League matches, and two of Norwich's last three Premier League games have finished nil-nil. So, strong supporting data there for a draw, and potentially a nil-nil draw, actually, which is independently available at 12-1. to Perhaps you can take that as a hedge for Leeds on the money line, but for me... Anyone at plus money against Norwich, I'm going to take. I'm going to take Leeds here at 11 to 10. But I also like the under two and a half goals here. That's available also at plus money. That's available at six to five. So three plus money plays that I like here with the under two and a half goals at six to five. Leeds at 11 to 10. And a little sprinkle here on this nil-nil draw, which is available at 12 to one. 
Up next, we look at Aston Villa versus West Ham, 4.30 Sunday UK time, where Villa are the 9-5 underdogs here. It's 5-2 on the draw, and the Hammers are available here at 6-4. You could say West Ham probably shouldn't be favourites here against Aston Villa, but you, you say that all the time, and then they continue to pull out results. They got a victory away to Everton, which ended Everton's unbeaten record at home. Then Everton went and lost the next week again against Watford. Um, West Ham are just scrappy and they're just a decent team now. I think they are going to establish themselves here as a top half team, which is surprising to me because um, I thought they would really suffer from playing European competition and I felt like there would be a drop off. But David Moyes is legit. These players are legit. Declan Rice is legit. Ben Rama is legit. Antonio is legit. The back line is legit. This is a quality team and I think they're going to do well in the Europa League this season. We've already seen them get to the League Cup quarterfinal. They ended Manchester City's run of winning that EFL Cup for the last four years in a row. It's been five years since Man City lost the game in that competition and West Ham knocked them out on penalties and were able to stifle them from scoring and were very, very well organised. And Manchester City really didn't carve out a clear-cut chance in that game. So that was a decent performance and they did that with resting players in that game. So we're going to see rested players here against the Villa team who are really not in good form at all. West Ham have won five of the last six competitive away games this season and Villa have lost their last three Premier League games and conceded eight goals in the protest process. Sorry, Antonio is the man in form. He has seven goals in 10 appearances for West Ham so far this season. West Ham have won three of their last four Premier League matches, while Aston Villa have lost four in six. And West Ham have won their last two Premier League matches by a 1-0 margin. So you could see this well-organised team being very difficult to break down, despite the attacking talents that Aston Villa have. And you could see West Ham coming through with the breakthrough and winning this game. I just don't think Aston Villa... Are, are a banker here to lose four games in a row. I just think they're too good for that. So I'm going to take West Ham as a pick, which is available here at four to five. That means it pushes if it's a draw. I don't think West Ham will lose this game, but I'm just not certain that Aston Villa are going to lose four games in a row to take this on the money line. This is a difficult game to predict this weekend because these two teams should be equal on paper. Aston Villa made some great signings in the summer to replace Jack Greenish, but West West Ham are the more consistent team. Aston Villa are very, very inconsistent. They can win away to Manchester United and then they can lose three games, which includes being 2-0 up against Wolves at home, a team they're much better than, which is a West Midlands derby, and then blowing it in the last 10 minutes, not only not only um, not winning the game, but losing the game. They lost that game 3-2. That could be a big turning point. That could put the manager under pressure because there are high expectations at Aston Villa, whereas West Ham, they are going above their expectations here with a team that I would say is equal to Aston Villa. So it's surprising to see West Ham here as away favourites. But when you look at the form, it is justified. And um, I would like a better price, but we're not getting one. But I'm still going to take West Ham here as a pick at 4-5, to five, minus 125 here in this game. Final game I'm going to look at is Monday's game where Wolves play Everton. Wolves are available at 6-5. It's 11-5 on the draw. And Everton on a 13-5 underdogs. Big price here on Everton, but they are struggling with players missing. It'll be interesting to see who they get back for this game. 
I think they could be a dark horse to pick up a win here. Rafa Benitez has now come under pressure. It was a honeymoon period at the start of the season where he wasn't any any where he wasn't really under much pressure. Yes, the fans didn't want him in, but he was convincing them when he was sitting in the top six positions. All that has changed now with back to back home defeats. Suddenly the pressure is on. Suddenly the fans have expectedly turned on Rafa, and now he's under pressure to get a result. I'm not sure he's going to get that result, but I do think that both teams will find the net here in this game. The data definitely supports that. Wolves have conceded in seven of their nine Premier League games, but have scored in five of the last six. Everton have conceded in nine of their 11 competitive games this season. And Wolves have scored five goals from set pieces this season, while Everton have conceded six from those set plays, which is surprising because Rafa Benitez is usually a defensively well, uh, a well-organized defensive manager. But when you are playing zonal defense, it does take teams time to get used to it. So it's not surprising, really, you see that data at the start of the season because he does like to play that zone defense from set pieces. And so far, Everton have suffered as a result. If both teams score, it will be the fourth Premier League game in succession for Wolves. And Everton come into this having lost the last two Premier League matches. So both teams to score will be the play for me for me here. And that's available actually at plus money. You can get both teams to score in this one available here at 11 to 10 for me um as focused as ever um we've come in i've had players coming up to me so so for example i i don't tend to read the social media but when paul came up to me angry uh we expect to be criticized we because ex- the hands up the performance wasn't good enough uh, you expect to to hear it from right left center but we don't expect or we can't accept when lies are being made up and Paul came to me and uh, told me what he's put out on his uh, social media account and you know we, we're better than that as a group, the culture is better the environment is better, we, we don't we can't uh, stand for when, when it's blatant lies they've got to stand up uh, and say so all the opinions and reports, fine but don't make lies about players or me that was a little snip of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer firing back to the media. Obviously, big game this weekend. Spurs versus Man United. Oli is still in the job somehow. You can find out what the context of that statement was. You can find out what he's been saying in the press this week. You can find out what the press have been saying. You can see who's linked to the manager's jobs and what odds they are and what my opinion is. You can see what prices Oli to be the next manager to go. He leads the market ahead of Farka of um, Norwich. You can also get my comments on the defeat last week. I was there for Manchester United nil Liverpool 5 at Old Trafford. But what you can also get is the lock. I'm not giving out a lock from the Tottenham Manchester United game just to get you guys to listen to the podcast, just to get the numbers up. I genuinely feel there is a play from the Tottenham-Manchester United game over on the Manchester United bonus show. That is the best play of the weekend here from this match day. So your lock is going to be over on that show. I'm going to fully break down the game, just like I do all of the games here. I'm going to look in depth at that Tottenham Man United game, and that's where your lock is going to be. And I'll reiterate, it wasn't done to get you guys to listen to the Man United podcast. I believe in the Man United podcast. I believe it's going to be successful anyway. I believe just me breaking down the Tottenham Man United game would have drove people over there, but the lock 
It's just a coincidence that that is the lock this week. So the lock comes to you from Tottenham Man United, and that is over on the Man United bonus show. That's it for me. Good luck with all your bets as always, and thanks for listening.